Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. Testament lesson this morning comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at the first verse. Now about spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that when you were pagans, somehow or other you were influenced and led astray to move idols. Therefore I tell you that no one who is speaking by the Spirit of God says, Jesus be cursed. And no one can say, Jesus is Lord, except by the Holy Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works for all of them in all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for common good. 
To one there is given through the Spirit the messages of wisdom, to another the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between the Spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he gives them to each one just as he determines. The word of the Lord, please rise. to St. John, the second chapter. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, but you have saved the best till now. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory and his disciples put their faith in him. This is the gospel of the Lord.
Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our meditation for this morning comes from our epistle lesson from 1 Corinthians. And here is a bit of my translation here for this morning. But about the things of the Spirit, my brothers, it is not right for you to be without teaching. You are conscious that when you were Gentiles, in whatever way you were guided, you went after images without voice or power. This is our text. Now you may have heard here, uh, and it has been utilized here, spiritual gift inventories. Now they can be of much help for us to be able to objectively view us and to see where we can be slotted in for service in God and his church. But oftentimes when we take such inventories, sometimes they become more like a Facebook personality test. Have you ever taken one of those, a, a Facebook personality test? I won't, I won't ever let you know, raise your, raise your hand, but I'll raise my hand. Have you ever taken a Facebook personality test? And in a Facebook personality test, there are you know, four answers, right? And they're all toward, geared toward like that one personality. You, one of them is that one personality you really want, right? The one that's good, you know, like humility or, or, or awesomeness, whatever that personality trait you want. And the other three are like, oh, man, those are obviously the wrong answer, right? That's obviously, I don't want to be that, right? And so we can, we can kind of read ourselves in to answers. We could read ourselves into, into uh, these kind of inventories that, in a way that's not helpful, in a way that provides positive affirmation for traits that we do not have. And becomes more like a horoscope. You know, have you ever read the horoscopes in the newspaper, right? You read whatever sign you're born under, you can read yourself in to whatever is there in the newspaper. What St. Paul here is, is getting at is he's talking here about spiritual gifts, better translated as things of the spirit. And I translate it that way because it reminds us of who is in possession of these gifts. The, the, the gifts of the Spirit here, uh, you know, tongues or, or faith or uh, knowledge or wisdom. Those are all things that the Spirit gives to his church for service, not by our own power or ability, but St. Paul here is pointing us to the sole sufficiency of the power of the Spirit in the church. And if it is the Holy Spirit who is the soul, has the sole sufficiency for power in the church, what does that mean for us? Well, it does, it means for us that we do not matter. We do not matter because, as Luther says in the small catechism, it is the Holy Spirit that calls, enlightens, and gathers us here today in church, regardless if we cooperate with the Spirit or not. 
St. Paul here, he's, he's speaking about divisions in the church, specifically here, divisions in the church at Corinth. There's been several sources of division. The, the Corinthian church was a church of divisions. There was the, uh, the, whether or not you were following certain people who were you were baptized by. You know, some said, I follow Caiaphas, I follow Apollos, I follow Paul. And then some people said, well, I'm better than all of you, I'm going to follow Jesus. Boom. End of argument, right? Well, they were no better because they had formed yet another faction. Then there was a division of a food sacrifice to idols, whether or not it was appropriate for Christians to be able to eat meat sacrificed to idols. You had Gentile Christians coming out of paganism who, who were sensitive to the fact that this, that of, of their former ways, and so did not, and viewed eating meat as for sacrifice to idols as sin, even though, as Paul says in the epistle, that really those idols are nothing, they're mute, they're nothing, you can eat them in Christian liberty, but for the sake of the weaker brother, you are you do not eat that the, the meat sacrifice to idols there for the sake of unity of the church. There was also, the, the Lord's Supper was being abused also, that's chapter 11. Paul addresses in this epistle many and various divisions. And here in chapter 12, he is talking about divisions caused by the gifts of the Spirit. Who has the better gift? Who has the most important one? And I'm reminded of, of growing up in a household of five children. I was the oldest of five. And I remember that each one of us, each one of us wanted to be unique. And so whenever mom and dad would give to us a present, anytime they would give to us a Christmas present, birthday present, whatever it was, that was our gift. That was our gift that we hoarded to ourselves. No one could play with that toy. No one could play with that video game, especially if it was a video game. If it was a video game, we were the only ones who could play that video game. We couldn't share it later on, right? And looking back, being older now, it's like, well, why didn't we do, why didn't we share it? Because it had been funner that way as we would play the game together and have something to conversate about. But regardless, right, when you're a child, you think like a child. And when, you're, and when you have that gift, you want to hoard it to yourself and jealously guard it as a part of sibling rivalry. And each of us thinking that we have the most important gift that nobody else has access to. And to not use our gifts to be blessings to others, especially if they're our siblings. But we must first accurately assess ourselves in relation to God and his kingdom. We, we and our individual gifts and abilities, in the end, do not matter. No person is important enough that the church can, could not continue on without them. Not even myself as a pastor. God could continue here the ministry of St. Paul's without myself or Pastor Copen, and the ministry would continue to go on as God blesses his church in the power of the Spirit. Nobody is important enough that the church could not continue without them. And this statement here, it should kill our prideful Adam, our prideful old Adam, that seeks to be the center of the universe. And yet, if, if it's not dependent upon us, 
it should also encourage the new Adam that a burden is lifted. Because we here at St. Paul's, we put our trust in the Spirit's work. The Spirit's work alone is what matters. And the Spirit's work is outside of our own powers and our own abilities. And so the Spirit comes to bring us gifts, not to make us feel important or powerful, but the sole reason for the gifts of the Spirit is to build the church up in love for the purpose of ministry. Paul proclaims here, he says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So how do we manifest these gifts? How do we manifest the gifts of the Spirit? We do so in concrete acts of love. And love, these concrete acts of love can take many various forms and shapes and sizes, but it is the same spirit from whom this love comes. And there's nothing in the New Testament that says that we have some sort of immutable, spiritual, some sort of indelible gift that can't change, that's like a superpower to us. But that all of these gifts here that Paul outlines, faith and wisdom and, and knowledge, tongues, healing, all of these things can take place at any time in any place as the Spirit wills, as the Spirit wills. And so we can all prophesy. All of us can have the gift of prophecy. And all that means is to speak the truth of Scripture, to speak the truth of Jesus Christ. And all of us can share knowledge with one another. And all of us can speak wisdom as well. Have you ever had those points when you speak something that's out of your depth? Something you say, where did that come from? And yet that wisdom or knowledge that's given to that person is something that they needed to hear at that moment. Spirit speaking through our own utterances as Christ promised in the gospel of Mark that he would give us words at the right time before kings and emperors, before, before uh, the enemies of the church. And so too we also have those opportunities to share God's word and to speak things that are beyond us and uh, beyond our own ability or capacity through the power of the Spirit. But it is the one Spirit, the one Holy Spirit, through which all these gifts comes from. And brothers and sisters in Christ, today the Spirit comes to bring you a gift. He comes to bring you a gift. He comes to you to crying into our hearts, Abba, Father. This, this cry of the Spirit drowns out all accusations by the devil, cries out, drowns out all of the sin in our life, and, and it destroys the power of death. The Spirit, in whatever gift he manifests, always points us to the giver of gifts, our Lord Jesus Christ, who came as the greatest gift to this world. And the Spirit empowers us to share that gift of love, the love of Christ with one another. God comes to us in pure gift in word and spirit. The gift of the love that Jesus shared in his ministry, that he worked many wonders, signs, miracles. He healed the sick. He fed the multitudes. He even raised the dead. This is the love that Jesus showed to us. 
But the gifts do not stop there. He took all our sins when he entered into this world. When he was baptized, he identified as one of us, as rebellious, sinful humanity. Then he took the sins of the whole world on his shoulders, and he traveled to the cross where he died, whipped, beaten, scourged, flayed, executed, crucified as a common criminal. Yet through this death, Jesus showed us God's love, God's love for us, a love that took on our sin, and a love that he shares with you today. And this divine love forgives you all of your sins. On account of the blood of Christ, none of your sins are ever going to be counted against you before God the Father. And through the blood of Christ, we are completely and totally washed of all of our sins. Baptism has washed us in the love of God. And through the water and the word, we receive the complete and total forgiveness of all of our sins. And that this is, this is shown to us through his gracious gift of baptism. And it is from this gift, this gift of grace in our hearts, through which all other gifts flow from. Prophecy, wisdom, knowledge, tongues, and so on. And a brief note about tongues. All the way up until recently, tongues here has been interpreted in light of Acts chapter 2 about speaking in other languages so that the gospel could be heard and to be amplified throughout the Roman Empire as it was in Acts chapter 2 and, and Peter's preaching and everybody hearing in their own language uh, the, the message of the gospel. And Christ has given these gifts here. It, it, they're not here to divide us. And then that no gift is better than one another. Speaking in other languages, speaking in tongues is, is no better off than prophecy or knowledge or any of these things. But, but the purpose of it, we have to be reminded that the, the gifts are not the goal. The gifts are the means to reach the goal, which is the goal is, is to build up the body of Christ, to build one another up in love. For St. Paul writes in the following chapter, for the purpose of these gifts, gifts in 1 Corinthians 13, Paul writes here, he says, love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I sh shall know fully, even as I have been known, even, even as I have been fully known. So here what Paul's saying is, is that all of these gifts here reveal to us, it's all that we have here in service of the church to one another, it's all partial. Right? There's going to be a time when when all of these gifts cease or have already ceased because they are no longer needed in the church. And they are going to pass away in the end when the perfect one comes. Because we have to, be, we have to remind ourselves what the purpose of these, what these gifts are. The gifts of the Spirit are there to build up the church. And so when Christ comes, they will no longer be needed whatsoever. 
they will be gone. These gifts here, the purpose of these is to fortify the church against the attacks of Satan, the evil one, the enemy. But once Jesus comes, all of these gifts will perish, for the one and true gift will be fully received perfectly. And that's our Lord Jesus Christ. So, but in the meantime, though, God still gives gifts to his church. And in many and various ways, these gifts show the various ways that God gives his love to people, to show his love for the world. And so show this love through the gifts of the Spirit, which the Spirit has given to us, and to fulfill the law of Christ. Build one another up in love. And this is the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit for us that we show this love and, and to support one another in this dying, dark, decaying world. We certainly need it. We certainly need it now. Comfort and hope and love in Christ, a love that never ends. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the one true faith and the life everlasting. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen.
Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.